This episode is brought to you by Michael's Business English, the online language school for busy English language learning professionals. Learn more at michaelsbusinessenglish.com. You are listening to the International Careers Show, a podcast dedicated to supporting international students, professionals, and business owners. We'll be diving into case studies of people just like you, as well as talking to thought leaders and experts to learn more about how global citizens can navigate and achieve success all over the world. I'm your host, Michael Rincon, a former six-figure analytic consultant turned ESL instructor and career coach and the founder of Michael's Business English. Building an international career is hard work, so if you're looking for help, you're in the right place. Welcome back to the International Career Show. I'm your host, Michael Rincon, and today we have Eleanor Valenti on the show. So Eleanor is the head of recruitment of Mind Valley, the world's leading personal growth education company. She recruits extraordinary talent from all over the world to join Mind Valley's mission to build the best technology platform for human transformation and personal development. She's also the founder of Human Careers, a platform for helping high achievers find fulfillment in their careers. Her mission is to help others define their core drive and purpose so they can live a truly fulfilling life. Welcome to the show, Eleonora. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. It's my pleasure to be here. All right. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself in terms of background, education, and experience? Of course. Where to start? <laughs> well, uh, definitely talent acquisition recruitment is my, my background. That's what I spent the last 10 years of my life doing. Uh, the, the fun fact of that is that it was not at all my intention when I started studying and I studied university. Uh, because I my studies were completely on an opposite side. I was I'm, I started studying international relations and uh, political science back then in Italy, and my intention at the time was to contribute to world peace. So to connect with as many international people as possible, to help with the international cooperation projects. Uh, and this is the a passion that I had since high school. I was lucky enough to participate to uh, trips to Africa, to, to, to Rwanda, different other countries. And I love that diversity aspect. So that was my first love that I wanted to help the world become a better place. And, and during my studies, what I realized is that I... Um, I was good at a lot of things that were not covered during during my studies. So I have a, that combination of um, theory and also practice. So what I'm doing now really comes from practical experience more than, than anything. And um, in my talent acquisition experience, I work for three uh, biggest organizations. Uh, so one, what I started, uh, is an international students association that is called ISEC. I don't know if uh, the audience would have heard about it, but it was great. And this is exactly what shaped my career from the beginning because I was part of um, a very young network, but very vast and very ambitious. So that's how I started on my recruitment journey and, and also working with different companies. So I used to recruit interns for, for different partners um, in consulting, um, in like fast growing consumer goods in, in Italy first. Then I became uh, responsible for all the projects and all the exchange across Italy uh, in this network. And then I moved to the Netherlands where I joined Nike. 
and I was part of Nike for six years, super lucky to have that experience and, and also lucky to have been given the opportunity to grow so much in that area. So in that space, I every every single year, I almost had a different role, uh, either promotion or, or lateral move. And mostly I worked in the area of talent acquisition and, and talent development as well. And it was a fantastic experience until two years ago, I decided to expand my horizon. I really wanted to move to Asia. And another time it matched with the opportunity in Mind Valley. And I thought at the time I was just going to change job. Uh, but when I arrived in Kuala Lumpur, I discovered that my change and transformation was was about to be beyond my my profession. So that's where I found that a lot of by my my personal passion. And um and that's how also the idea of human careers came from. That's awesome. Wow. That's a that's a lot to unpack. Because yeah, I saw your your the background in LinkedIn. I was like, wait, uh, you, your background's in international relations and like what are you doing in talent acquisition and becoming a recruiter? And it's like, uh, so it sounds like it just kind of <laughs> happened in college, just like you just got a job as a um through ASEC and then that's just that's how you discovered an interest in talent acquisition. Is that about accurate? Yeah, it is. And uh, I, I did a very quick uh, overview of everything and uh, I'm happy to dive deeper into any of these aspects. Yeah, I would love to know. Um, let's let's start with the beginning. Let's. Uh, so it sounds like talent acquisition was kind of like a happy accident, but what, what, a, what is it about talent acquisition and, as you said, talent development that you that made you stay in this field? Yeah, because it was totally unplanned. I didn't know anything about it at the time. So my first experience was when I joined ISAC uh, because this organization is also um, one of the most democratic plays uh, in the world. So what happens is that every single year um, you can apply to have uh, certain roles in the organization, whether it's locally, it's nationally or even internationally. And the core business, the core product is to facilitate exchange between between students. So this is where I started recruitment. Uh, first to recruit members to join our association in, in Rome, in my university. Then I moved on to work with different partners and also work at national level to, to recruit interns for our um, national partners. So I, I realized that I liked it. And what I loved about it, and I still love today, that's why I'm still here, it's the seeing how the talent evolves. And it's from that interview, seeing the potential in the person and also being able to match them with the, the job, the right opportunity for them, and then finally seeing them grow. That is like my biggest satisfaction. Even if I look back at my Nike experience when I used to, like my team used to be responsible for hiring interns and then seeing in three years that they become managers, they have their own team. And I can think, oh, wow, yeah, I saw the potential in that person. I knew this could happen. That's awesome. That's cool. It's, I love how that just kind of happened on its own accidentally, but it turned into a you know, great career that you found something you really enjoyed. The other thing I want to jump into before we move on is you talked about when you when you went to Mind Valley and you went to Malaysia, you went to Kuala Lumpur. Um, you said something that I thought was interesting. Like you thought this would be another role, but you said actually you realized that this was this became beyond the profession. Like you. Something happened when you were there. Can you talk a bit more about that? Of course. Uh, it's it's very, very dear to me, this whole uh, realization along the way. That was step number one. My learning was 
that I really want to move to Asia, right? So me and my husband, we got together and we said, okay, we both agree. Let's let's scan the opportunities. So that's how we started the, the year 2018. And we made a short list of what city in Asia we would like to live in. So we had like the obvious uh, Singapore, Hong Kong, uh, Tokyo. I'm huge Japanese, uh, like Japan fan, like I started studying Japanese. Tokyo was our first love in that sense. And, and Malaysia was not part of that short list. But the more we were trying to force those other three destinations, the more things were not happening. Of course, I did um, propose to Nike that I was open to move, but it's not like HR teams are, um, are not really big in, in other different locations. So it's not as easy as a move. So I could wait until an opportunity will pop up, but I thought, hmm, let me open up my horizon. So when I declared that I was open to um, see other opportunity, that's when things started really moving. And I had a friend uh, here in Malaysia that, working for, that was working for Mindvalley. And I had heard of Mindvalley 10 years back, but I didn't know much about the company. So when he, he, he reached out, I also, I was about to call him for 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 advice in general to know how is it like living here and there was this match of intention where I was curious about his company and he was excited that I could consider to move here and um, and that's what I understood that Bainvalli was going to be the perfect company for me because I was looking not just for a professional move but also to re claim and open myself to different learning. Uh, what I think I've missed along the way was my curiosity and being able to learn not just about my profession, but also about life. What is it that I really like and how can I balance my health and fitness? What about relationship? And what changed uh, the, my trajectory with um, like of my personal realization was um, thanks to a program that is called Lifebook. Because Mindvalley has this practice of organizing a lifebook course for for its employees every six months. So when I joined in October um, 2018, at the end of the month, there was going to be this course. And of course, it's a course that Mindvalley is, um, is offering uh, online all over the world. However, we have this tradition of doing as a four-day retreat in Kuala Lumpur in the jungle. So I thought, wow, I definitely want to go four days in the jungle to think about my life vision and my ideals. And this is a moment where I also uncovered a lot of my dreams, interests that I had put on aside for a while. And I made a plan to, to start shaking things up. So the first focus I had was finance, like go back to my financial education, understanding more uh, of what I could do, um, not just tie to my job and my salary, but but expand my portfolio of options in that sense. And I started studying again. I invested a lot of myself in seminars, courses. And, and as I said, my main question was, I know I have potential. I want to know what is my purpose. I have some ideas, but I'm not sure. So I had like a one year and a half quest looking for my purpose. Wow, that's a lot to unpack there. So let me, uh, um, but that was cool. Like I, lo I loved how, what are the reasons that you ended up in Mind Valley and how you discovered that it was beyond the profession. It seems like it was, um, 
it was more coincidence than anything else. You were looking at cities like Hong Kong, Japan, uh, Konnichiwa, by the way, a little, little Japanese. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, that's cool. Um, and I, I, it's funny too, like I had never thought of Southeast Asia, but I read a book called Nomad Capitalist. And that's how I learned about Kuala Lumpur. So I've heard great things about that too. And I loved how, um, you know, pure coincidence, you had a friend who was in uh, Malaysia and that's how you ended up learning more about Mind Valley. And because of the role, you got access to, a program called the Life Book, which allowed you to um, expand, you know, grow, like you said, your curiosity. So that that's, sounds like it was a very awesome uh, experience that happened. Yep, you got it right. So it was one thing leading to another, and I I used to call it coincidence. Now I resonate with the word synchronicities. It was the right thing at the right time. So one of my learning was as well, yes, having a plan and having a vision and direction is absolutely critical to make things move. At the same time, whenever I'm forcing things too much, things have to happen my way, hmm, I might stall. And instead, if I'm open my view a little bit more and I'm open for guidance and your um, yeah, new options of how it could show up, well, that's when things started shifting. So I love that. And and since then, believe me, it has accelerated so much. And there's so many others of these moments yeah, like that. That's awesome. All right. Let's talk about what, some of, what are some of the roadblocks that you face in your career? So you've been working in talent acquisition, talent development for, almost, for I think about a decade now. Uh, what were some roadblocks that you faced and how did you overcome them? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, I'm sure there, there are tons. Um, in the early stage, it was a lot about um, and not being clear of my direction. I started because I liked it. So when my managers would ask me, okay, what is your next move? I'm, I didn't have a super specific trajectory. I just knew that I loved doing that. I was curious to learn. I loved trying. So I would raise my hand for, for a lot of the new things that we, we could pilot as a team. So um, some of the roadblock maybe was clarity, um, but I solved it with, well, okay, let's play with it. Let's uh, let's roll with it. And it turned out to be really good. Um, the other thing was when I was then ready to move, when I knew what was my um, um, my goal, then maybe in the, in the company there wasn't an, um, a position open. So at times it was about waiting or, or refining the skills without having the opportunity to put them to use immediately. Um then moving to, like, as I said, I wanted to move to Asia. I wanted to have more international experience, but the, the roadblock was the, the the challenge or like every single recruiter that I was talking to in, in Asia were saying, oh, well, you're in Europe. It's going to be very difficult for you to get a job if you are not physically in Asia. And I just didn't want to buy into that. So it took a while to move things. but um, uh, yeah, but then it, it happened. And and I would call them more learnings rather than full roadblocks. Um, another one was when like a big reorganization that Nike went through. And of course, it was a challenging moment for the company to reinvent how to um, um, 
structure the whole organization plus uh, i was part of the hr team so we also had to be part of difficult conversation or guiding and retraining the organization um, in the new direction so of course this was not easy but yes it was a great learning for me now this new phase with my side project uh, I would say that the roadblock is more mental, it's more internal, believing in myself, uh, launching my idea, starting to raise my voice and talking about what I believe it's, um, it's right and what I, what I believe the future can be for, for work, for careers, etc. And that's how I started writing on LinkedIn at first. Believe me, it was, it was quite, a, quite a block. And uh, I knew that I wanted to do it. I, I loved writing when I was younger. Then I stopped doing that really. And the last year I felt, oh, uh, I think LinkedIn is a great avenue. Let me start. And I like complete blank. Hmm, what should I write about? And um, how, how, how often? And it wasn't coming. But now it's like with keep practicing, it flows. Oh, wow. That was awesome. Thank you. I love, let me start with, like, I loved how you framed not roadblocks, but learnings. And I, I'm going to refer to that from now on because I think that's just, uh, a, a beautiful reframing of you know, challenges, right? Because it's, it's not necessarily a roadblock if you can overcome it. So I think that's a great uh, insight. Um, I think, let me talk a little bit about it. So the first one I liked was that not being clear on direction was one of the learnings you had, which was like, you know, and you were, that's a challenge you see with a lot of job seekers. One of, I had a prospect recently who, is a sales director for fitness, but because of COVID, he had to um, change. And one of the things that came up is that he's getting interviews because he has a good network, but he's not getting offers. And during the coaching call, um, one thing that came up was that he didn't know where he wanted to go. He's like, I'll take any role. And that was part of the problem because I think that lack of confidence, that lack of certainty uh, was being reflected in the interviews because you know managers are like, we don't want to why anyone, we want someone who wants to work with us. And that was something I think That's is really so important. Right, exactly. A lot of job seekers don't realize how important that clarity is. Um, the other learning I loved, which was, let's see, um, the one about um, moving to another country and the challenges that uh, the roadblocks that came up because recruiters were telling you that um, you have to, it's going to be really hard to move to Asia if you're not physically there. And uh, that's what happened with me to an extent. So what happened was I am a data analyst. I've been working in financial services uh, for almost 10 years. And then one day I was like, no, I want to go to Japan. And, uh, you know, I love Nintendo. I love Sailor Moon. So that was like my thing. And then that led to a journey on its own because like, well, and so why go to Japan? I, why, why stop at Japan? Why not go to China? Why not go to uh, Taiwan? Why not go to Thailand? Why not go to other countries? And uh, but that was one of the challenges was like, how do you get a job um, overseas? And so there were options. You could definitely, I could have definitely stayed in financial services, but I ended up choosing teaching English instead. And um, that was a completely different change, but uh, like you said, like well, why robot, not? not? Yeah, why not? Exactly. Right. Um, let's see. I think there's one more thing I, I love that was a learning is that this um, about your new development about how writing on LinkedIn was like, okay, where do I begin? And now there's a, a mental confidence of like believing in yourself is the the learning you're going through, like you know how you know the resistance. So there's a book I read, Third Door, and he calls it, I think he calls it the Finch. It's kind of like when you have anxiety, like you want to do something, but you hesitate. And like every time he had something you want to do, like he would start hesitating and he calls it. I think that's what you were describing, like the mental resistance of like, oh, I don't know what to post. I don't know what to post. And it's like, it's just, mm -hmm. yeah, loved it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And there's the, yeah, there has been so many learnings, but I would say this mental, um, the mindset really, it's, it's key. And this is what I always, um, share with all the people that I know when they ask me, okay, but why, what is your, your key? And, and especially now that I'm in Mind Valley, I see that, uh, that obviously is not just me. Things have become so easily because I'm surrounded by people that have this mindset and don't buy into the, the rules that are imposed by society. But the path has really been to rebuild my own rules. And, uh, and the more I believe in that, the more it happens. No, I love that. Like that, 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 that part you just said, don't buy into the rules imposed by society. I think that's that's genius, and I think that's very accurate. All right, let's talk a little bit more about some of the tools. What were some of the tools and resources you used in your career to help you um, grow and accelerate to the next level to get to the point where you are now? Yeah, I realized uh, as part of my finding my purpose journey of the last year and a half, I also realized that one of my talents, natural talent, has always been to be quite self-reflective. So um, I regularly took time to assess, okay, what is where is this going? What is that I like? What am I doing better? Um, so even early in my career, especially when I finished university and I had to decide where do I want to work, that was really challenging because I, I remember clearly, like it's, it's been eight years now, uh, that I had this interview and I remember saying, oh, you know, I really like HR and I really like talent. I see the poten- seeing the potential in people, but I also really like communication. And I thought maybe these people are going to think I'm crazy because I'm applying for, for a recruitment job. Like what does that communication to do with it? Well, actually it had a lot to do with it. And, and, um, and what happened is that even in my recruitment job, I was always very curious about employer branding. So, uh, and there wasn't a lot of people in my team um, when I joined that were doing employer branding related work. So I always was researching about it or proposing ideas to the rest of the team. And then fast forward five years, then I became manager for not only the university programs, but also for employment branding um, for EMEA. So that was uh, a seed early on. So I think it was good to have that goal, that 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 mind space. Um, and then another, uh, even though I didn't have the full clarity about my career path, I know that there are people that even at 25, they say, oh, I want to be VP of finance and I will get there. For me, it wasn't like that. I always see probably a couple of years ahead and that worked. Um but I don't think there's right or wrong. Like either way, having a sense of direction is really, really important. And and question it. That's the other thing. If there's something that I didn't like, then I would stop doing that or like or or be open about it. Um and, and and when I moved to Malaysia that it was still a recruitment um, role, right? But that's when I started expanding my my view and thinking, okay, I think I, I also have a lot of ideas of uh, about my own project. And I started a blog, by the way, <laughs> on the go, uh, just to try how, how, yeah, what it is like. And it was about gluten-free food. So I think the other theme is trying things out. And uh, even though I don't have a specific plan, um, I always, even in my coaching, always talk about what are you excited to do next instead of thinking, oh, would I marry this vision for the rest of my life? You don't have to. So 
it's good enough to to think what am I really excited about go there and then from there you're gonna see what the next step is going to look like so I was just talking about Malaysia because I have a friend here and that's exactly what she told me I also had this uh, business idea or this um, like she has tons of realizations and her way of deciding is okay I'll try for a week and and see if it gives me excitement then I will do another week and then if it works I'll make plans so this is a light-hearted way of making decision which I like no I think that's awesome I loved it I think the main takeaway from that was the importance of uh, being curious right so you talked about after university you were like you know I want to do HR but I really like communications and then you discovered uh, you liked branding so you started researching that and that led to you taking on uh, managing the entire uh, branding organization and now you've discovered like you know the interest in the blogging so yeah i think curiosity was the, the main takeaway from there i think that's a really interesting insight there very cool uh could i ask you what were some of the major breakthroughs in your career um i think you know we've covered quite a few things but i was just wondering if there's any like maybe one or two aha moments that kind of changed everything for you breakthroughs yeah i'm sure that there's a lot um the first one was definitely during my university years because all my studies were very much on the public sector and and as soon as i joined this organization isaac then that's when i found out a new world like a more business related world and I realized that I didn't have to do just what I was taught in university, but hey, I could learn on my own and do so much more. So this was definitely the first breakthrough. Um, and when I was in Nike, well, there were so many and mostly people related. So advices from people that I that I received. And, and I think it was very important that I was rewarded every time that I was proactive. So every time that I would bring something new to the table, not just working on the business as usual, uh, but that also pushed me to say, oh, of course, I will always be busy. I will always have um, um, my, my plate full, but what can I do to think outside of the box? So leave at least time every now and then to think, what, is, what are we trying to solve here? What is the, the big picture? And, um, and then as the other point for sure was joining Mindvalley and, and thinking, what are the rules that I want to use for my life? So not just about career, but um, what is really the vision of my life uh, that I want to live? And that expanded my horizon even more. So this is the, the message that I'm bringing. And, and this is from this breakthrough also came uh, the idea for human careers because I know that I might be lucky, and this is the answer that I usually receive on LinkedIn. Whenever I say, I believe that everybody can do work that is connected with their passion and fulfillment. And I don't want to say just about passion because a few people always reply, well, I'm not sure what is my number one passion, but I'm sure that everybody has a dream in the in the drawer or um, or, or, or a nudge or an idea that keeps coming back or, or a need. It can be as, as high or complex or as simple as possible. I do believe that everybody can do work that is fulfilling and that a job doesn't have to do, that doesn't have to be just something that is like swallowing a, a, a bitter pill. Like, oh, I have to do it. I'll wait and, like, until 5 p.m. and then I will live my real life. Or something that I heard so many times in the interview 
uh, in the interviews that I do is, yes, of course, I'm, I'm okay with my career. After I retire, uh, I will do what I really want. Why? I think everybody can do work that is fulfilling right here, right now. And there is a way to start. So yes, I might be lucky that things turn out quite easily for me, but it's also because I never believed otherwise. I was very focused on that. So this is something that I now don't believe just for myself, but I made it my my mission to help other people do that. Oh, I appreciate that. That's, that's a great segue too to talk about like, how did you start human careers? What's it about? I think you did a really good job of explaining like why it's so important, right? A lot of there's a lot of career coaches out there, and they just want to help you get a job. Um, but what you talk about, I think you described it perfectly. A lot of people treat the job like it's a, just a bit of pill. It's just something you have to swallow. Yeah. And you're like, why, why does it have to be that way, right? Like it can be. Uh, why can't you have fulfillment work? You can, can. You talk a bit more about what exactly prompted you to start Human Careers and what exactly you do. How does it help others? It came directly from like one thing led to the other. And as I said, I started on this path a year and a half ago where I was asking myself, what is my purpose? What is the, the higher uh, the higher goal? And I did a lot of research. Of course, Man Valley is um, has a lot of uh, online courses all related to personal growth. So I did everything related to, to purpose, to, to work, uh, careers. So I, I followed those programs and I also invested on myself for other programs with uh, other organizations. And this was definitely the best in investment of my life. I did invest in coaching as well. And through all these um, stages, like through all these programs, I got different hints, different bits, different pieces, just like a puzzle, you know. Uh, so I started putting the pieces together and also looking back at my life and the things that I really liked. So I did a few exercises and um, and and I really wanted to find the answer. So I would say what I did was two things. One, following the guidance from others and two, being really focused. And the answer that I got, um, it's been now a bit more than yeah six months. Uh, the answer was clear. The thing that I care the most in the world is is unity, is promoting uh, respect for any type of diversity, cultures, um, and races. Like I do see humanity as as one that we all have more in common than what we have different, and from that that idea about the world from that purpose I asked myself how can I serve that how can I contribute to a world that is like that and the first answer that I that I got is yes I could continue doing my work because my one of my values core values unity so perfect I'm in the perfect place and at the same time uh, I thought about coaching and I, I've been doing that let's say as a manager or I've been doing that it, like sporadically, not not as a as a job or as an official project for for a few years. And I decided to get serious about it. Decided to study properly, and and um, and and also to, I decided to piece together all the exercises, all the things that I've learned along my journey to find my purpose. And I, I set out this objective to help other people finding their purpose because when I did find mine, for me, everything clicked. Uh, I got so much more 
peace of mind, fulfillment, sense of direction. And I, I wish also I would have known back at university because I think it would have been even easier <clears throat> to take some some of the decisions that I took along the way. But anyway, now that I know, how can I help others? Especially what I think can be really valuable even after a few years working in, in corporate or in entrepreneurship, it's always good to check in and think, okay, am I aligned? Does it make sense? Am I living the career that I think I deserve? And there was a time that I thought I would deserve more recognition or that I could bring more of my skills to work. So I, I just pieced together everything that I thought helped me into um, a coaching journey, a guided journey. And, um, and I just got the, the name by intuition. Um, so I, I knew that it was about careers, but it was not just about the job. So for a few weeks, I was back and forth asking some friends, like, what do you think of this name? What do you think of this name? And, uh, and one day I just like, huh, this makes so much sense. Human careers, because it combines the two things. So it's definitely about the job because I, I do believe that careers are a playground for growth and a space for you to become who you are or to try and to learn new things. And, uh, and But it's also about the human. So it's not just about the money, the, the work itself is about um, your own personal journey. So I started with, uh, um, with uh, coaching others and I uh, had a few groups already going through the, this journey. Um, and uh, it makes me so happy <laughs> to see the progress and to be able to serve in this way. I think that's awesome. And thank you for sharing that. It, uh, I agree. Like, um, I love how you talk about like how careers are not just a career, like careers are a playground for growth. I think that's an excellent insight. And I, I loved how you talked about how, um, you know, you've gone through a lot of training and coaching and um, experiences that have prepared you to actually help others, not just, you know, get the next job, but find their purpose, as you said, which I think I, I love what you talked about. Like when you, when you found your purpose, things just like change for you, like almost like a snap, like, all of a sudden, everything just becomes clear. Yeah, I thought that was a very cool, cool insight. Yeah, that 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 is that is exactly the feeling that I had. I was in in full bliss. I was like, oh wow, this, I, it just makes me feel so whole. And and why shouldn't everybody feel this way? Yeah. All right. So, Eleanor, what final thoughts? do you have to help motivate international students, professional job seekers to get started, take their career to the next level? What, what can you help them? What thoughts do you have for them? I think there's a few points that we already mentioned during the interviews. So for sure, out of the, the points we touched, I would say the mindset first. This is absolute clear. Like the more you believe that things will turn out to be positive, the more that will happen. The more you are like blame yourself or like think of what is not working, the more things will not end up in that direction. So like having this strong belief, um, it's number one, absolutely. And, and one other practice that I learned is celebrate. I don't think I've done enough at, at the beginning of my career, my study. Oh, yeah, I completed an exam. Oh, yes, I um, 
I got this right at work. No, celebrate everything that goes in the right direction um, because that keeps creating this positive vibe. So that's absolutely important. And, and for me, the other thing is having a vision. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be something, as I said, as, that you marry and you think, oh, well, I like this for the rest of my life. No, it's enough to answer what am I excited to do next? And, um, or, or maybe even if uh, I, like a lot of people have a North Star that is further down the line, then think, okay, what are the intermediate steps that I can take to get closer to that? Like in your example, for example, you wanted to go to Japan uh, and you can either put like the, um, uh, like a strong preference to say, hey, I want to go there and I want to do this and I'm not going to move if both of them are are forced. No, maybe you can choose one or the other and compromise on, on the one that is less important. That's step one. And then once you're in step one, you will go on step two, just like a video game. Uh, you don't you don't be the big monster of the final level at the beginning of the game, right? You have to move from one step to the other. So um, this is absolutely important. And the final thing, after mindset, after and, and beliefs and vision that I would mention is be fine with taking small steps. And even if there's a not massive result, even if there's uh, so much more to accomplish in your mind, uh, but think, okay, what can I do today just to move it a tiny, tiny bit further? Oh, so these are the main three things. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all that. I love it. I love the points you point out, like the um, the vision is important, the having a North Star, as well as the importance of the beliefs, like what you, I, th I don't know who said it, but as you think, so shall you become, was a, I know it's a very popular quote, and the importance of uh, celebrating, right, as well as mm. taking small steps towards what you want, like lots of, lots of great stuff here. How can people get in touch with you if they want to learn more, if they want to get coaching from you? Yeah, thank you for asking. It, uh, definitely the, the website is the fastest way. So the website is humancareers.com and I start new new groups of coaching every month. So by the end of every month, um, people can sign up on the website. And of course, I still write my thoughts on LinkedIn quite regularly. So Eleonora Valenti on LinkedIn and in Instagram as well. Okay, well, I'll make sure that's in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Eleonora. My pleasure, Michael. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the International Career Show. For all the show notes and resources listed for this episode, head over to michaelsbusinessenglish.com forward slash podcast. If you like this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you liked so we can continue improving the show. If you'd like to interact with me and other fans of the show, join our private community. Check the show notes for details on how to get in. Thanks for listening. Until next time, this is your host, Michael Rincon, signing off.